What's up, everybody? Welcome back for episode 202 of The Cut. I am your host, Christian Williams. I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you doing? Uh, I'd be much better if this corona had a lime. But that's that's all. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Hey, it's not summer. You can't expect to have limes just laying that's around everywhere. fact. I am way too <laughs> lazy to go buy a lime, too. That's That's the worst part about it. Definitely. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Um, Really quick, just make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us. Follow, like, and share at The Cut FFL. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Most prominent on Twitter, though. Uh, Shoot out a lot of tweets. So Um, Today, we're just going to be doing our first NFL mock draft. It's it's 1.0. I think Rainy and I are very excited to kick this off. I feel like we might be a little behind everyone else, but we've been doing the research. We just haven't put anything out officially yet. Very true. Yeah. And, and we also thought we might have our other uh, constituents with us, so we were delaying <laughs> it a bit. Very true. Uh, but we're going to go at it. Uh, we're going to go back and forth. Randy has the first pick, so let's get right into it. Who are the Cincinnati Bengals taking? Joe Burrow. Easy. Let's, let's just move on. It's Joe Burrow. <laughs> Yeah, Joe Burrow is a lock for number one, so we can move on. The Redskins, this is also a lock. Although, I did tell Randy, I'm tempted to put Isaiah Simmons there, but I'm not going to do it. It's Chase Young. <laughs> it seems pretty obvious. Um, you, also told me, you also told me you're tempted for two of there, so, which well, I understand as well. I just, yeah, Chase Young. So, so if Rivera does see Haskins and say, "Yeah, he's not the guy," I could see Tua going there, but yeah, but I, they I, could they could get Teddy Two Gloves too, you know. True, they could get a lot of guys. They could yeah. get Andy Dalton in there. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, moving on to three. I know this is somewhat against what you want, but I went with Jeff Okuda, Darius Slay, and the last year's contract here. They most likely will bring him back, but they are in somewhat of a rebuilding process. Those big contracts can be hurtful. I mean, we saw the Raiders basically implode their team because they were building. <laughs> they got rid of their two stars. So I think they go Okuda. I think that is maybe the best corner tandem in the league right off the bat, honestly. <laughs> if they can stay healthy, those two are amazing together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree. My my uh, instinct is to go Isaiah Simmons here. But you know how much I love Isaiah Simmons. I know a lot of people... I don't know if people forget like where people play or like they haven't seen Isaiah Simmons in a couple of weeks now, but they're pegging him as a safety in the NFL. Yeah, and I think true. it's pretty clear that he's a, I mean, he's a linebacker, but he's going to play everywhere. I don't, I don't think it really matters what he is for the lions. He'd be awesome. He'd shore up their, their run defense and their pass defense. So, but Jeff Okuda is a great pick. Yeah. I mean, Simmons, fantastic blitzer. Fantastic cover. He just plays on the field. He won't be off the field at all. I understand yes. it, but I, I just don't. I think corner's a bigger need for him, especially in yeah. their division. There's a lot of receivers and a lot of quarterbacks. Yep. And I think corner is a more premium position. And when you have a chance to take a guy like Okuda, who might be the best corner prospect since we've been doing this, I. We didn't have the Ramsey draft. I think that may have been one of the first years we really started looking at it. But yeah. Okuda is the best cornerback I've seen. Since we started yeah, we, we have not graded better than we had Ward. So. Very true. <laughs> All right, number four, the Giants. 
This is where I initially slotted Isaiah Simmons, but Randy brought up a good point that Dave Gettleman probably doesn't value Isaiah Simmons like many people, or he just doesn't view that as a big need. Um, especially when they have a guy like Jabril Peppers who kind of plays a similar role in that he can get in the box and he can cover moderately well. Uh, so I went Jedrick Wills here. He's my best tackle prospect coming out of Alabama. He did a really good job protecting Tua. And well, it just doesn't seem like it. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it because Tua uh, had his hip blown out. But um, Jedrick Wills is, is fast. He's big. Um, he's by far my favorite tackle prospect in this draft. I've watched yeah. quite a bit of tape on tackles. So yeah, I don't know. He's my highest grade right now, too. And I, Gettleman loves the trenches. He does love linebacker, but I just don't think he's going to go for the guy that's overly versatile like that. I think he really just wants that right up the nose linebacker, and he just hasn't gotten it yet. So I think if they were sitting later in the first, he would love Patrick Queen. Queen. Yeah, <laughs> he would. He would be uh, spraying over the table, and the ta- and the car would be a little damaged because he was so excited. Right. <laughs> Sounds good. Five dolphins to a move on. <laughs> it they're most likely going to trade up to get them. They're they're not going to let them leave. Yeah, I kind of think that they're going to be picking in that that number three spot. Um, but I mean, I, I brought up the question to you a week ago or so, Randy. What do you think the odds are that the dolphins kind of build the way the Browns did when they were? Um, in tank mode where they got all the pieces to surround Baker Mayfield and then they took their guy. What do you think the odds are that the Dolphins have pegged Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields as their guy? I mean, I could see it. I mean, obviously I think Lawrence is probably better than Tua. Just, I mean, because they're very close in almost every aspect, but Lawrence doesn't have the injury concerns. And, I mean, that's pretty much it at that point. And I understand it, but with what they have, I get the idea of they don't really have much, so just spread it out kind of thing. Yeah. But and I do like it. And maybe if they weren't this high, maybe I'd do that. But Tua seems like the guy they pegged last year and he's fallen into their lap. I don't think we can go past it. And he won't fall past five. So there's no point in saying that we can't do this. Yeah. No, I, I tend to agree and the the next guy is actually it, let me let me explain. All right, so there's a lot of a lot of talking points here. So the Chargers I have taking Justin Herbert. He obviously showed out in the Senior Bowl. He won the MVP. Um, but going back just one second, I don't think the Dolphins pass up Tua because what if Trevor Lawrence has the same track that Justin Herbert did? He was regarded as the second best quarterback behind Tua. And now there are people putting him four and five. Um, I think he is a riser right now, but there's a chance that Trevor Lawrence, because he has kind of the same mold, he's a little more accurate. He makes better decisions, but Justin Herbert is a mobile gunslinger and that's what Trevor Lawrence is. So I don't think the Dolphins pass up to a no back to Herbert though. Um, I will say I have Herbert love and Eason tied right now. I need to see more. Right now, because he's coming off an MVP performance in the Senior Bowl, 
I'm going with Herbert here. I think he's going to be a good starting quarterback. I have a first-round grade on him. I like Love a little bit more, but just after the performance today, it kind of swayed me to put Herbert in this position. And I know you probably agree because you're not as high on Love. I mean, I, I have him pretty much back-to-back as well. I, it's not like I hate Love. Yeah. But I've I've also seen more of Herbert than I have of Love. I've gone through about five games of Herbert and like three of Love, so I can't really... Right. <laughs> I, I I just I I think they're gonna love Herbert and, but I do understand love there too, because they both kind of have the same knocks with decision making, and the Chargers are most likely gonna just let Tyrod play out at least to start, maybe do a, what the Browns exactly did to him and just kind of take the <laughs> take the team from him after four or five games, but <laughs> Tyrod, dude, I mean. <laughs> But Tyrod isn't going to lose him games. He's a good teacher. Uh, they're they're set most places. They they could use a tackle. They could use some defense. But I think you just go with Herbert here and kind of move on. And moving on, moving on to the Panthers. I will be moving on from Keekley with Isaiah Simmons. It was hard for me to not pick Brown here. I do love him as well. I understand the need for a quarterback as well, but. I kind of want to, for me personally, I want Cam to be back there for at least the remainder of his contract, which I believe is just one year. It's because you have him in Dynasty. I don't need you to explain me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I want Cam back there. I understand if they move on. They're not moving on to anyone else that's in that facility right now. So they're either getting another guy and waiting until next year or doing whatever they want. I mean... I think they could get it done with Newton. I think they could get it done with Dalton. I we'll see what's going on. I just think they pass right here on the quarterback. Maybe they go round two. Maybe they trade back at the end of the draft. I don't know. I just think it's seven. They don't rise up for one, especially yeah. with Simmons and Browns in there. I, yeah. I just take Simmons. I think D tackle may be a bigger positional need, but it's kind of equal now with Keekly gone. So, yeah, and. I, I've told you before, I think Isaiah Simmons is a top five player. So if he were to fall, he would be the perfect replacement for Keekley. Obviously, they're two different players, but I mean, the way I view Simmons is he could be a Luke Keekley and he might play for more than eight years. So um, I think that's a great pick. They're, Moving they're, on. they're decently similar coming out of college as well, just saying. Very true. Very true. Uh, so I'll move on to the Cardinals pick here at number eight. I know that we have slotted a receiver here quite often. We've slotted a tackle here quite often. But you talked about Derek Brown. I think he's also a top five player. And if he falls to eight, the Cardinals were, I believe, uh, they were bottom third. I think I looked it up and they were 23rd in, in run defense. Their defensive tackles aren't great. They have a good pass rush, but um, Derek Brown does more than just pass rush. I think he does project as like a Quinnen Williams type. I think he's, I think Quinnen Williams as a prospect was a little better, but Derek Brown in the Cardinals defensive scheme is going to have more production. I, I believe that. So if he's there at A, I think they just take him and look at improving their defense, which is their biggest need, I would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, their line sucks. That That's true too. But I, I think. <laughs> This is more BPA for us here, especially with the likelihood of being able to get a tackle or a guard to start the second or wide receiver. 
or vice versa in the third round. So it's not a bad, I, I it's hard to pass up a BPA here. Like, yeah. uh, for the Jaguars at nine, I went with Andrew Thomas. He's a little bit more versatile than the rest of the group here. I think I expect him to be a tackle, but he could easily be a guard as well. I don't, I could see why he moves the guard, but I, I expect him to play tackle. But that just means he's starting year one, and I think the Jaguars really need that. Uh, there's so many people that say wide receiver. They said that last year. They didn't really do it, and they were pretty solid receiver. They Their tight ends were okay, could be better. But, I mean, I, I say you just bolster. If If Brown was here, he'd be the pick easy. He's not, so I think you just stick with the best offensive tackle you have ranked here. I'm not sure Thomas is quite my number two right now. It's kind of up in the air with the, the three right there with him, Becton, and Werfs. Uh, But he's a little bit more versatile than those two, so I just pick him, and he's a day-one starter. Yeah, and I think he'll do better on the right side of the line um, just to start out and maybe make that transition to the left side. But Number 10, this is going to be a run on tackles here, spoiler alert, but I went with Makai Becton. Um, I know a lot of people have him as a second or third round pick, a second or third round guy. I really don't know what people are, are looking at. This dude is massive, but he can move. Like He gets up the field. Um, he's he's great in in run blocking, but... He's pretty solid in pass blocking. He's got a pretty quick first step. And this is actually my, my dream scenario for the Browns. My dream scenario is that Isaiah Simmons falls all the way to 10, but that's not going to happen. So Becton at 10, um, I think he protects Baker for the next 10, 12 years. And the Browns might actually have a chance to be good. So that, yeah. that I like. I, I, like that. I don't hate Becton. For me personally, I think – He's shot up a little bit too quickly. I know when we did our uh, mending the brown uh, bangles, sorry, I was very up in, up in arms about how if he's there in the second, holy crap, take him the first pick. He's he's a first round talent to me. I personally, right now, I'd probably go worse just because I think he's a for sure day one starter where Becton should be, and but Becton's not as versatile obviously because he's enormous. Uh, and my obvious major knock on him is just technique. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if it was just coaching, but he just has basic technique in a certain aspect, just compared to these other three in my eyes. Uh, but and his size and speeds and agility and kind of reading the edge is really good, but he's only going to be able to play tackle, whereas Worfs, you guarantee a starter no matter what. But you love his upside. I do too. And with Bill Callahan, one of the best line coaches in football. He's probably going to get the best out of him. Even if it is just the right side, you got the right side locked up. But, I mean, we'll talk about it at a different time. But I, <laughs> I have a different right tackle I hope they sign. So hopefully he can yeah. play left good enough to keep Baker up. Yeah, and and I will just expand a little bit. I have a We have a 10-point 10, 10 system to rank these guys. I have them at a 5 on technique, which is one of the lowest out of all the tackles I've, I've looked at so far. But then uh, we have size as a metric. That's a 10. Like, this dude is massive. Yeah. But also his move in space um, metric, I have him highest out of any of these tackles. I think 
he does get up the field well, and that's something that the Browns could really use, especially with Chubb back there too. But let's move on. All right, well, moving on to the Jets. Because you picked Becton, I'm picking worse for them. They need a line help. I understand they need a receiver as well, but kind of same thing as the Cardinals here. Their line's kind of really trash. All moves they've made has been bad. I mean, they forced a (laughs) – they tried to just fire a guy for being hurt. They need to (laughs) fix this offensive line. Help. Same thing with the Browns. They need to help Darnold grow. He needs to grow with this offensive line. I understand thoroughly picking one of these receivers here, but you're not going to get this level of tackle later in the draft. You're not going to get that level of receiver, but you can get close to it. So that's they draft high enough that I think tackle here, maybe interior line later, but go receiver later because there's no way Gaze keeps Robbie Anderson. <laughs> hey, which, which is, is good, fine hey, good. Good for Robbie Anderson. <laughs> yeah, good for my fantasy Jesus team, man. Christ. But I mean, <laughs> Darnold likes throwing in the middle of the field, so he's not their biggest priority, anyways. Yeah. I, I tend to agree there. Moving on, we have had quite the slide for this guy, but the Raiders get Jerry Judy with the number 12 pick in this mock draft. I think that's a little crazy, but like we've talked about, there are so many good receivers that their value drops a little because you can wait and get someone who's pretty similar to Jerry Judy. Obviously, we think that Jerry Judy is the number one receiver. It's pretty clear, but the the separation between Jerry Judy and Jalen Rager really isn't that much. And well, well in different aspects of this, but <laughs> I understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So the Raiders get Jerry Judy, which I know you are happy about. Yes. I think um, fantasy players would be pretty happy. I think Derek Carr would, would throw to him a little bit. So, well, with, he's his superior route running is just going to win out here. And if you pair him with, uh, <laughs> everything they have in the core, he helps out. I, I really do like Lamb, and I think if Judy goes a little bit earlier, Lamb's a good fit too. Lamb may be able to may not be able to win the one on ones as much as Judy, and with Renfro and Williams at the receiver core, they need a guy that's just an elite route runner that allows Williams to play what he does best as the number two, get vertical, get open with his speed, and let Renfro just eat wherever's left. I mean, and then you have Darren Waller doing whatever's left. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that that is one scary receiving yeah. core at and that then point. You, and then you add in a healthy Josh Jacobs who can lift his arms past his chest now yeah. <laughs> to catch yeah. a ball. That would also and be very good for my dynasty team. It gives Derek Carr one last hope before they draft Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> yep, sounds about right. All right, who are the Colts taking? Colts, the stops the slide for Jordan Love. Uh, I'm not quite sure it's a slide, <laughs> actually. But with yeah. how we've talked about him, I think it is. I'm not sure if they can sit to 13. I guarantee you that they will take Ken Law if Love's gone. There's not a question about that. <laughs> They're definitely a BPA kind of team. Uh, but I think Love's a good transition for their quarterback right now. Obviously, you can still keep her set there. You do whatever you need to do. He's not going to win you games, but he's not really that bad. I mean, he's he's usually pretty efficient. Their line can get a little bit healthier. Mac can get a little bit healthier. They do need another receiver, I think. But this kind of fits them good, and I think he's a good next step, and he should be better than Brissett. 
Yeah. I, I think Jordan Love's a guy that, that could be spectacular or he could be Deshaun Kaiser. Um, and <laughs> that's why I, I feel like he's taking a risk in saying that I, I like Jordan Love. I, I love Jordan Love, but I I believe it's going to be more on the the spectacular side of things. So, And I don't blame you. So it's kind of, you know what I mean? It's just, it's hard. But I, I just think this allows them to keep the same system. Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you have to change your offensive scheme going from Bissett to Love? So uh, I think it's a good fit and move on to the Bucks who kind of get a BPA here, which I like. Yeah. So at 14, the Bucks get Javon Kinlaw. This guy is a top 10 pick to me. So if he slides this far, I think the Bucks are ecstatic. Um, <laughs> I just, their, their run defense was already like I want to say second or third in the league, um, maybe first, they shut down the run, and that allowed them to win seven freaking games. I know I always like to give Jameis Winston credit. Uh, Jameis Winston didn't necessarily win them every one of those games. Add Javon Kinlaw into the mix, and I think the Bucks, depending on what they do with their quarterbacks, um, I think that they have a shot to make the playoffs next year because yeah. they're going to be scary on defense. Well, we we fully we us two I guess I, should, I guess I shouldn't s- speak for the whole podcast but us two yeah. assume we're we're living on the assumption that Winston's back I don't think that's on a deal I think that's on a tag yeah. uh, just give it one more year figure this out but because of that I think it's Kinlaw here but I do understand AJ Panessa we don't know if they keep Shaq Barrett or not same thing with the tag if they tag Winston they can't tag him so. And then there's Christian Fulton who could go there too. But I mean, to to think of that D line if they can keep Barrett, and Barrett Vita Vea and him, I don't know how oh you God. run between the tackles. I mean, you don't. And and honestly, Kinlaw's fast enough to get into the backfield to stop outside runs. I mean, I I really like Kinlaw, gonna, and yeah, he's gonna be a three, and he never has to play the one with Vita Vea there. Exactly, and and he's a great character guy. I mean, if. If you guys haven't, go check out his uh, press conference from the Senior Bowl. Super inspiring. Um, the guy grew up homeless, didn't even realize that it wasn't the norm. He tells a great story. Go check that out. Uh, let's move on to the Broncos. Who are they taking at 15, Randy? So I understand the argument here of Christian Fulton because we do have Chris Harris as a free agent. Uh Besides that, I think it's either Ruggs or Lamb. I assume they bring back Chris Harris, so maybe the, the corner's not the biggest need here. And I'm going to go Ruggs just for scheme fit here. Um, I think Lamb is a superior receiver, but he's a bit too much like... Uh, sorry, I was fighting off a yawn there. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he's too much like Court and Sutton for me. He's. I think he's better than Sutton. I will say that. But to pair those two together, it's two more uh, possession. They'll beat you with their route running deep kind of guy, where Ruggs kind of adds a different level of speed to that offense. And he's never going to be the wide receiver one. He's going to be able to grow as well as Drew Locke there. And they have two good running backs. I think this is a solid pick for them for the future. Then they don't really have to focus on the offense that much besides maybe line. And that's scary to say for 
Yeah, that's pretty scary to say for that division. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the Broncos, if they get rugs here at 15, which there's a, a very good chance that Judy and CD are already gone, but the way the board's fallen right here, they I don't think they could take Lamb just because, like you said, he's so similar to Sutton. Um, even if he is better, you can't realistically build a, a wide receiving core of Sl- not necessarily slow, but guys that just do the same things. Um, more more possession style receivers. You need a you need a vers- versatile type of set, which is what we want Judy for the Raiders. It fit them better. Right, exactly. Uh, moving on, number sixteen, the Atlanta Falcons, and <laughs> they get their corner help, and they get Christian Fulton. Um, I think Fulton's probably pretty close to a top 10 guy for me. I actually don't know that for sure, but he's definitely top 15. Yeah. And and at 16, um, if Jeff Okuda isn't in this draft, Fulton probably goes top 10, top 8. Um, but I'll tell you what, this is a perfect fit for the Falcons. I know they said that they're retaining Dan Quinn, which means um, – they don't necessarily need to move on from Matt Ryan or, or anything drastic. They started playing a lot better down the stretch. Their defense looked a lot better. You had Christian Fulton. And I think the Falcons um, kind of look a little bit more like their playoff teams. Um, I won't go as far to say as that they're going to be in the playoffs with Christian yeah. Fulton. But. Yeah. I, obviously, a lot of people have Epinesa there. Uh, but, I mean, I think at that point, it's just up to them or for this up to us just picking between the two because they both fit them perfectly in my eyes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to corner because I think there's a little bit more edge depth than corner necessarily, at least top end. I'll say that. So, yeah. All right. Well, yeah, let's uh, go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into the second half of this mock. Welcome back, guys. We are going to get into the second half of our first mock draft of the season. At number 17, the Dallas Cowboys are selecting, and Randy is making the selection. Who you yes. got? All right. Uh, they have kind of a lot of needs here. I think we got to figure out with Cooper, but in my eyes, you traded a first round for him. You got to pay him. You expected to pay him. So yes. I think you pay Dak first and then pay him. Uh, uh, they could easily use safety health. I know Heath is, they have so many free agents, like 20 or something like that. Uh, so they just have a lot of holes opening up. I'm just going to go AJ Epinesa here. I think he probably doesn't fall this far necessarily, but if, uh, again, it just depends how many tackles, how many receivers, how many, uh, quarterbacks go before everyone gets pushed down. Uh, I just think he's probably the best fit for them. It allows them to maybe pay cheaper options at safety uh maybe not spend all their money at edge and just get younger they need young contracts on this roster uh they do need to start getting younger at line but i think this is a good start here yeah and i think that defense becomes immediately terrifying if Leighton Ash can come back from his neck injury from last year uh you've still got jalen smith in the middle and then you've got aj apanessa coming at you from the edge or he might slide inside I know people are, are debating, is he a tackle, is he an edge? I think he's an edge. I think he's super fast, and I think he gets around uh, NFL tackles. So that's just – I mean, the Cowboys would be back in the playoffs, no question. <laughs> well, with Jason Garrett. 
there, there, there's a question. They're parentally eight and eight, so I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there. Very true. Um, number eighteen, the Miami Dolphins are on the clock once again, and somehow C.D. Lamb fell to them. Um, they don't necessarily have a need at wide receiver, in my personal opinion. I believe that um, Devontae Parker and our guy Preston Williams are good enough to hold it down. They've got uh, some guys that can catch the ball over the middle. But CeeDee Lamb is just too good to pass up here. You put those three uh, with Preston Williams, CeeDee Lamb, and Devontae Parker in the lineup to go along with your new quarterback, Tua. I I mean, I'm sure it's going to be Fitzpatrick for the first few games. I know, Randy, you you don't even know if Tua would necessarily play this year. They could redshirt him. But it's healthy, and he has those those, uh, wide receivers. I think they throw him out there. But I, my, my only issue with this is he, it's the same type of receiver as their two best receivers right now. But obviously Preston Williams could just be a flash of the pan. We don't believe so. We liked him way too much for (laughs) what he did off the field and what he did on the field, honestly. But, uh, (laughs) I hope they don't pick Sidney Lamb for personal reasons for dynasty, but in all reality, he's probably the best player available here. There's a solid chance that if this board fell like this, Eagles would try and move up three places, just get CeeDee Lamb. Probably wouldn't have to give up that much because the Dolphins already have a shit ton of stuff. They may ask for picks for next year. Uh, we, we don't know what's going to happen with that, but I, I understand why you picked that, and I don't hate it. They just they need help everywhere. Why not get a guy like this, and then maybe you just don't have to pay uh, Devontae Parker big money after this extension's done. Yeah, very true. All right, at 19, you get to pick for your Raiders. Yeah, okay. So they got the receiver. Now let's just switch over to defense for the rest of this draft. <laughs> they do need to draft some offensive line. Uh, they do have some older guys, some guys that are perennially banged up. Um, but just how the sport falls, linebackers and corner would be their biggest need here for me. I think they're, they're going to get a healthy safety core, so that's going to help out a bit. I have Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray pretty much right next to each other right now. Kenneth Murray is a little bit more versatile than Queen, but I think Queen is better right inside. So I'm going to go Queen here for the Raiders. Thank God he came out <laughs> for everyone, just for everyone here. <laughs> yeah, well, and and it is important to note, last year uh, Mike Mayock decided that he was just going to take guys from largely successful programs. Um, just all the the schools you see in the college football playoff and bowl games. Patrick Queen fits that. He fits that mold. He uh, yeah. is a national championship winner. So the only good linebacker play they had this year from Perfect. They need a guy. Uh, Burfecht, I hope you're not talking about one singular play. No, 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 not one singular. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he. I, I think Perfect actually had a really good start to the year. Obviously. Screw him for what he does to football. Um, he's part of the reason. He's probably part of the reason Antonio Brown's in jail. Uh, <laughs> let's be real there. But I, he, I think they still sign a veteran linebacker, maybe like Wesley Woodyard, just to help out in that core. But I think you get him. Maybe you can get a free agent sign at corner, and maybe draft one next round. Well, they don't have a pick next round. In the third round, uh, just keep going. Yep. 
It's a, a pretty big fit there. At 20, Jacksonville selects Grant Delpit. I know this is kind of a, a slide for him. A lot of people have him pegged to the Cowboys at 17. I think that there's a chance he falls behind some of the other safeties, but for right now, his talent outweighs what he produced. Uh, so we've got back-to-back LSU players going. Grandelpit <laughs> would really oh. help the Jaguars. I don't think that safety is their biggest need, but if they view him based on his traits and his talent level, then he's a steal at, at number 20. Well, and we also don't know the Jaguars' biggest needs at this point besides offensive line because they still have to sign a few people like Ngakwe and a couple other guys. I If Fulton was somehow here, I think that's the pick. But other than that, I think you're kind of reaching for a corner here. So I, I think Delpit's great. Uh, moving on to the Eagles. Uh, we had this in earlier in the week, and we kept it. LaVisca Chenault Jr. I really like his versatility. Uh, like I said earlier, if this board felt like this, I don't see how they don't trade up for CD Lamb just to solidify that core. There's a lot of talks of them getting rid of Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar. I don't necessarily blame them. Uh, Aguilar for obvious reasons, but Jeffrey's kind of always hurt. Eddie's gonna I think he makes sixteen million this year. I can't blame you for trying to get that off the books. But the receiving core is awful besides that. I think you have to go probably two or three receivers in this draft or sign somebody, which is more likely. Uh, but I think you could pick Chenault and he could he's gonna play no matter what. And then and then he can get maybe an older guy to be uh another outside guy. You pay you pair him with the Sean Jackson and let Chenault be in the middle. I think that's a really good set to start out, especially with your two great tight ends, great receiving back. Just keep moving forward. Yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked to see the Eagles move up for CD, but then also trade back into the first and get a guy like Chenault because those two guys are so different um, in yeah. what they can do, and and that would really shore up their their receiving. Yeah. It and this this could easily be Justin Jefferson as well. I think I have him and Chenault, and at this point, I think T Higgins exactly the same grade. Uh. I just, I'm just, I'm assuming Alshon there in, for this pick and just Chenault's a better player fit for them. If Alshon Gons, it's kind of, it's kind of all up in the air for that receiving core. So I could see them going just a big outside guy, but that's what they kind of drafted last year. And I think a white side did nothing. So I, yeah. <laughs> I think you go a little bit more versatile here this year. Yeah. And, and for what it's worth, I, I wasn't high on Ortega Whiteside before. Um, I think he did show some good things. Um, he, he obviously didn't produce, but I think that he'll be a solid sophomore receiver. I hope for them. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, moving on to number 22, the Buffalo Bills. Um, they have a need at receiver, but Kilavon Chason is sitting there. They, ha- they also have a need at edge. Yes. I think that if Chason falls this far, especially after – what he did down the stretch for LSU, I think that the Bills have no no chance um, or or no other option but to select Chase on here. Um, yeah, just keep building that defense. Uh, Josh Allen gets it done no matter what. So uh, they obviously need some more pieces around him, but I think they can get those later in the draft. So yeah, and and how the board's fallen here. This is they have only three wide receivers drafted, roughly four to six 
first round talent wide receiver wise. Uh, I mean, I, I know the Bills are going to have no quorum with trading up in the early second to get a guy that they really like. So you, you pick kind of best player here. Um, yeah. I could see T Higgins or uh, Justin Jefferson here easily, but they don't, it's not like they have awful receivers. Like they have decent receivers that are good piece guys. If they can get another really good one on the outside, I think that's amazing for them. But this, I mean, there's, there shouldn't, Chase on shouldn't be here. But he, if it falls like this, there's no way he's not. Cause he, I have him below Epinesa, who only went <laughs> five picks before. So, right. yeah. All right. Well, 23, <laughs> they have a lot of needs. Yes, they I, do. I could easily see Kenneth Murray here just because they could use a linebacker. They have two linebackers going to free agency. Chase on would have been amazing for them. I don't think they reach again for a red, an edge like they kind of did last year to an extent. Uh, but I, I, I'm just going to go Cole Komet and just end this tight end bull crap that they have going on. <laughs> they didn't expect Gronk to stay retired. That's clear. Uh, just with the moves they made, they made moves to get secondary tight end pieces that were always hurt, by the way. And <laughs> they this offense needs that guy. Which is kind of why me and you kind of wanted uh, Daniels for the Browns just to revitalize and joke you, but yeah, it's got to be commit for me that I don't think they go for a different receiver. I think all the receivers here are kind of close to what they drafted last year in the first round. Harry, I could see them getting another receiver later. I could see them trying to go after AJ Green. I could see them go for Alshon. There, I mean, it all just depends on Brady. If Brady doesn't come back. This is easily come out to me, <laughs> but if he does, maybe they trade this for someone. So yeah, well, if if Brady doesn't come back, I could see. I know you probably won't like this, but I could see Eason, Eason or Hurt, Hurts going here. I'll, I'll slap you across your bald face right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but, but I also like Stidham more than a lot of people, so. Says the the dynasty owner of Jared Stidham. Hey, I draft smart. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I need a quarterback. You want to send one to me? Not right uh, now. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Patriots, like you said, they have a lot of needs. I could easily see a, a Jalen Rager type of player here um, because that is a little different than than what they have in oh, Edelman, Perry. Um, so I I really like Komet though. Uh, yeah. I mean, for for real, it's it's Kenneth Murray would be great. Uh, they don't need a corner. They could technically use the safety, but they have everyone coming back. Uh, D-line, O-line, receiver, but I'm just going to commit because I think he's far above any other tight end in this draft class to me. Mm-hmm. And I think you just get your guy. But again, they could try and shell out for Austin Hooper or Hunter Henry, and this is a mute point. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah very true. All right, uh, you talked about him quite a bit, but at 24, the New Orleans Saints get Kenneth Murray. I know Patrick Queen went a few spots ahead. I still have Murray slightly above Patrick Queen. So at 24, I think that this is basically a steal. I think Drew Brees comes back. I think if Drew Brees doesn't come back, Teddy Bridgewater goes there and he's the starter. And I don't think the Saints plan to draft a quarterback for a very, very long time, um, other than maybe backup. the way this board felt like Jordan loves gone. I think he'd be a good fit for them, but 
why reach on a guy? You're guaranteed to have a quarterback because you're either paying both or you're paying one. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no evidence or buts about it. <laughs> Isn't Taysom Hill also a? He's restricted, and he's gotcha. not going to. He there's only a couple places he would go because he wouldn't be used the same anywhere. Like besides two or three other teams. Yep. No, I I definitely agree there. So Kenneth Murray definitely fits. I think the Saints, uh, as as much as their season was a disappointment this year. I think they're still a Super Bowl contender moving into next year, as long as Drew Brees comes back and and he doesn't regress significantly, which he hasn't. I mean, the dude completed over 70% of his passes this year. So add Kenneth Murray to that defense, and I think you have another good shot at a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, mean, without regression of Brees, I think it's Super Bowl contender with Brees, playoff contender with Bridgewater. I think he showed enough that they could win with him. So, well, they did. <laughs> That's all they right. did with him. So, very right, true. Well, 25 Vikings. Holy crap, do they need a corner? Holy crap. <laughs> they need a few other things. Um, they could probably use another O lineman, to be honest with you. But I, I think corner is just such a big need for them right now. They have decent safeties. Just so much regression at corner. Um, and I know at least one of them is a free agent. So I think with how this board's fallen, there's not really a D tackle I like. I don't think they need edge rusher to that extent of corner. So I'm going to go CJ Henderson. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> he is, he, this is where he should go from my rankings right now. But I just have this weird bias with Florida corners. There's only been a few that have worked out that are drafted in the first. And they're just, they're like generational type talents that have worked out. So uh, I don't think Henderson's that. I think he should be at worst around two pick. And like yeah. literally at worst, like, <laughs> like it would be a slide in all honesty. He should be a first round pick, especially with the needs later in this draft here. Uh, so I'm just going to go him. I think he's clearly better than any other corner at this spot. So, yeah. And he's such a big guy that. I think that a guy like Jeff Gladney, um, who's who's a little smaller, he's obviously a little faster, but I think with the scheme that the Vikings run, C.J. Henderson fits much, much better. Number 26, Dolphins. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I have never seen a team with such a running back need um, in my entire life. <laughs> you uh, think? <laughs> my gosh, I mean, Patrick Laird was a key fantasy football pickup this year what Fitzpatrick's their leading rusher bro (laughs) that's what I'm saying by a lot lot. I know honestly the best running back this year went to jail (laughs) I mean (laughs) let's be real here (laughs) yes so uh with all of that being said DeAndre Swift is the pick here we debated pretty heavily uh over JK and DeAndre JK Dobbins he, I think he's going to go to the combine and he's going to impress people and he could be the number one running back selected. I I've talked about it before. He, a lot of people question if his hands are going to be good enough in the NFL. He caught more passes than Zeke and Zeke is a, a three down workhorse back that produced less than Dobbins in basically the same offense. Obviously Ryan day changed up the offense at Ohio state quite a bit, but, um, just over the first couple of years, he played in the same scheme as Zeke, and he was more productive. However, initial film uh, has DeAndre Swift just 
spectacular. I mean, he's faster than JK. I think he's got better hands than JK. I think that go ahead. I was going to say, so JK is a really talented receiver, uh, but he's not, not as good as Swift because Swift is like a natural receiver. Like agreed. Swift is going to be able to pretty much make almost any catch and probably run almost any route. Dobbins hasn't needed a huge route tree. And both of them have played outside at receiver for both these offenses. Uh, but Dobbins is definitely more prone to drops and body catches. So, yeah. but he, he could eat, he's better than probably half the league at receiving. Yeah. So I, I do want to mention that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to mention that the Dolphins have needs in their offensive line. There are quite a few guys that could go here, uh, in my personal opinion. However, like I said, the need at running back is just insane. Um, it, when a what thirty nine year old, forty year old quarterback? I don't know how old Fitzpatrick is. Yeah. Um, he's he's old, and he shouldn't be your leading rusher. So go get a running back, especially just go get the the first one in the draft is is going here. So yeah, uh, and and we talked a little bit before this. I think with their line right now, I think I'd rather go Swift. Just because I think Dobbins kind of needs a more zone heavy scheme to be more successful, just because his he's got the best cut in the draft, in my eyes, Dobbins. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can't make that cut if he can't get past the line. So I think I would just go Swift because he's just more well rounded in my eyes. And they used the running back in the passing game down the stretch a good amount. So absolutely. All right. 27 Seahawks. I went Julian. Uh, Aquara. Right? Weird name. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's messing with me. It's the first time I, was, I think it's the first time I said that. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I I have a kind of right now at least I have a bit of a problem distinguishing these next tier edges. Uh, I think he is the best right now for me, but there's a couple others that are at least really really close that I could see them taking. Obviously they have to figure out what's going on with Clowney first. They have to sign him first. But again, same thing as Cooper. You traded for him. You knew you were going to have to sign him. So they're going to sign him. And he, I mean, he didn't do amazing, but it's because they didn't have much help on the other side. The pieces they drafted through these last few years just haven't come to fruition. So I think you go for another guy here and just try and solidify that. They, me personally, I want no line here, but they don't value the position as much as they should in my eyes. Because they know Russell Wilson can just get away from almost every sack. So, yeah. And they know uh, Carson can just run up the middle and smash people. Yeah, well, yeah. And fumble. Yeah. <laughs> and, but see, that's it's just weird. Because they, they could easily use interior and tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just, they just don't value position. I hope they go there the next few rounds. Because they really, really need it. They also could probably use another receiver. Uh, just because they have two very different guys, but they kind of need another guy as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go edge here. It's probably their biggest need besides O-line. Agreed. Um, number 28, Baltimore Ravens. I hate this. I absolutely <laughs> as hate a, it. As a Browns fan. Let's as a Browns that. fan. As a, an NFL fan and as a fantasy football owner, I love this. I'm taking Justin Jefferson here. He is far and away my my next best receiver. 
Um, initially, when we did this, we had T. Higgins slotted here because Jefferson was already gone. Uh, all the receivers that have been taken were already gone. So in this one, Jefferson falls to them. He's the perfect combo to go with Marquise Brown. And I think that he's good enough with his routes. Um, and, and his his separation is the one thing that's still in question, I think. But I think he's shifty enough. Um, and his technique is so good when he's running routes, he's going to be able to get open. You mix that with their three tight ends and Marquise Brown just flying down the freaking field. The Ravens are scary, and that's why I hate it. I just yeah, and damn I, it. Yeah, and they, <laughs> they definitely have a few defensive needs in my eyes. I know they have at least one corner going to free agency. Um, they could use definitely D-line help. They could definitely prioritize offensive line here as well. They do have a couple okay pieces and then like a really old piece. So they could easily go there, but they obviously were good enough this year. So maybe they just hold off on that. They definitely need more receivers though. I kind of would love Pittman jr. To them later, obviously not here. I don't know if they still would do that in like the third or fourth round, but I mean, same player, except definitely. Jefferson's fast. better. Jefferson's better, but Pitt, and Pittman's a better blocker, and that's why I think he's an amazing fit for him. But there's a lot of teams that he'd be a good fit for, so it's whatever. All right, <laughs> moving to the Titans. I went with Tyler Biotish. Uh, yeah. They definitely need interior line help. They most likely is going to need another right guard, uh, right tackle uh, with Jack Conklin's contract up and them not extending it, which would have been cheaper. So he's going to go for probably at least 15 million a year on the market with them having to pay Tannehill and Derrick Henry. It's probably out of their price range. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I could see the prioritize that way, but I think you just go interior this year and just hope you can get a tackle, maybe even next round uh, and maybe a running back too somewhere in there. But I expect Derrick Henry to be back. Obviously I expect Tannehill to be back. So that's most of your salary cap for, that you were willing to spend. You don't want to go too close to that line. Cause then you're screwed for trade times and draft picks and everything. So I think the best interior offensive lineman goes here. And I think they're really happy with that. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. And, and I will say, as I dive a little deeper into this tackle class, I think that they can get a pretty decent guy as we move through the draft. I mean, there are a lot of guys that I have second and third round grades on. Yeah. Same. They- could produce like first rounders they have a lot of upside one of those guys um let's move into number 30 with the packers uh josh jones um this guy i actually just finished scouting him yesterday um he's 6 7 3 10 um if you don't know who josh jones is which most of you probably don't because i don't think i've seen him in a mock yet um he's out of houston go watch some tape uh, I'll tell you what, he reminds me a lot of, of Makai Becton in that they didn't have the highest level of competition coming at them each week, but they were so dynamic. They were a lot quicker than you would expect for, for six foot seven massive human beings. And I think Josh Jones is actually better with his feet. And that's why he does slide up into the first round. Obviously, with offensive tackle, we talked about cornerback being a premium position. I think. Offensive tackle is even more premium, and those guys slide into the first rather than slide out. 
yeah, I see the Josh Jones having kind of a similar slide up the boards as Andre Dillard last year, where just people just kind of going to start falling in love with him down the stretch here. I he probably will get up here to the first. I had a different thought at thirty, but this was your pick. Uh, you want Jalen Rager, right? I really want Jalen Rager here. I think he's an amazing fit to a very slow receiving core in my eyes. And it all, it can only help them because they have running backs. They could use the line. I definitely agree there. They could use defensive help, but we've kind of kind of picked that through a bit here. So it's yeah. not as good as it could have been. And but they really have one receiver and then everyone else is okay to dog shit. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> like I have drawn my house at a dynasty and I've been just trying. Honestly, if someone offered me a fifth rounder in three years from now, I'd probably take it. I just don't. He's going to be cut after the draft, hundred percent. And yeah. it's not even, not even I a might, question to me. I might give you that fifth rounder. That's <laughs> fine with me, bro. I, I really, he's, he's cut candidate for me. Not yeah. even a question. Um, and, I will say really quick. I do believe that the Packers are going to start to build a little bit more around um, their future quarterback that they don't quite have yet. And I think getting Josh Jones solidified for quite a few years is, is a good move. I will give a disclaimer. I went back and watched some Jalen Rager film after we talked about him last week. He moved up one spot. He is now my number nine receiver, um, <laughs> which I know you still think is a little low, but I think you had him at seven. So um, yeah, we're not far off on Rager. I do have some concerns that he can't actually catch the ball. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> he's good with contested catches, but like I've seen some short routes where he drops it, and the Packers definitely don't need any more of that. I, I will say, yeah. But uh, he just his speed alone would keep it. He would keep a safety on that side. That's and that's all that Devonte Adams needs, and that's kind of what what my thought is there. But I completely understand the offensive line, so I like it. Chiefs. It's hard not to pick J.K. Dobbins here, uh, <laughs> but most teams don't value the running back position as highly as, in, in a lot of cases, they should. But Chiefs, they really kind of need corner, linebacker, and offensive line, interior for sure, uh, more than a running back, honestly. They have running backs that were sufficient, at least, and they could always, I mean, they could always get somebody later. Uh, which I think they will in the next, uh, either in the second or third round. I think they draft a running back this year. Just my handlers. <laughs> well, that's who I want. But <laughs> uh, and he would shoot up rookie drafts. I'll tell you that right now. But uh, they did draft a running back last year that they like, but is kind of just had a bad year in my eyes. But he's a rookie, so I understand it happens. Uh, and that's the problem with Cam Akers is he's a is a ability as a blocker should be there, but he just didn't have a good year blocking. And that's why Darwin Thompson couldn't hit the field. Cause he couldn't block to save his life. Yeah. So I, I think Jeff Gladney is an amazing pick here for them. They need it. There's their corners are kind of really bad. They did step up down the stretch. I will say that props to them, but you get a good young guy here, six foot, I think about one ninety. Uh, that's a good frame. Good guy to at least he's gonna be at least your quarterback too, no matter what. And I think they need that. Uh, I don't think safety is their biggest concern here. So the three linebackers are gone. 
I don't. I value Dobbins here. I don't necessarily value an interior offensive lineman right here, but close enough so I could see them reaching there. Uh, but I'm just going to go Gladney for positional need at corner. Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. You just mentioned safeties. I do want to preface this with I typed in Antoine Winfield Jr. out of Minnesota before I realized that Xavier McKinney was still on the board. I think there's a very good chance that three safeties go in this first round. Um, and ours, obviously, only two went, and that's why Xavier McKinney got the nod. But I do want to say that our, our metrics are out of 100. And I've got McKinney at 69 and Winfield at 68. So if the the 49ers feel that Winfield's a a better fit for them, I could easily see them going him. But for right now, it's Xavier McKinney. I think he's got incredible range. Um, I think he's probably the best pass defending, the best cover safety um, in this draft. And he does just get after the ball. He, He does have a nose for the ball. Um, I, I don't necessarily know that he's an elite safety, but you put him on that 49ers defense and he is just right off the bat. Yeah. And he could start for you day one. Uh, their biggest needs are probably definitely secondary in my eyes. I haven't looked at the team need sheet in a little bit here, uh, <laughs> but they, they definitely use secondary. I know they only have like three picks this draft though. Mm-hmm. So I could easily see them trading out of this. I mean, obviously, we have him as winning the Super Bowl here, but that's just kind of how it's going right now. I think it's kind of a toss-up, honestly. But, <laughs> uh, well, I, I can. But corner, huh? or one of those other quarterback needy teams might trade up to this spot too. The Bears could yeah, give up 100%. two uh, second-round picks here for this spot and go get their their guy, Jacob Beeson. There's there's plenty there's plenty of first-round talent type guys. They're going to be around the turn here going second. Um, and we, I mean, we had the Bengals go quarterback. There's clearly teams that might want to jump them for a tackle here. I mean, why not? <laughs> and there's teams that could value J.K. Dobbins here. They, they could value a corner. I mean, I could easily see anything happen here. I personally don't think they pick here, but because they don't have a, like an absurd amount of needs, especially as a team that's most likely going to win next weekend, uh, Jesus, I, I think this is an amazing pick for them personally. Uh, I just don't think they pick here. Yeah, but just, and and I do want to throw that out there as well. We obviously don't put trades in here. It's just I, we've tried it. I've tried it. It's just way too hard to project who's going to trade up when they're going to trade up. Um, yeah, and and it. If we were to have our contest again, because me, Randy, and and Sweet, we have done a contest who has the best mock draft. And when I chose the one that I made with trades, we just had to go, well, did that guy go to that team or did that guy go in that exact spot? It's Boy, that was... <laughs> it, it was confusing. It was difficult. So we don't put trades in here because you never know what's going to happen. I, I'm sure we'll probably put out at least one that has trades because they're going to happen. There's, there's, I don't think there's been a a first round and I can't even count the years that haven't had a trade. Like there's going to be a trade. We already talked about a few different spots here that there could be trades. Uh, 
I, I would like to do one, but we definitely have to get way further in the process. I would say after the combine for sure. Uh, yeah. I know there's more smoke after the combine uh, from teams, but who cares? I, I, you know what I mean? Like, I we clearly I I think there's only going to be four quarterbacks in the first. Statistics usually say there's probably four plus. So maybe Eason slides in here. I don't think there's any way Hertz does, but you do. So I, I I'm, mean, I'm, back, I'm cooling off of that after this yeah. week's funeral. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's just going to happen. Uh, but yeah, I think that's good enough for the draft, especially 1.0. Yeah. Yeah. For, for 1.0, I think that went fairly well. Uh, we are going to get out of here. Just, uh, make sure that if you are looking for any more content regarding the NFL draft 2020 fantasy season, basically everything NFL wise, college football wise, even we're going to be putting out tons of articles, uh, go to officialcutpod.wordpress.com for that. Um, if you guys want to support the podcast, we, we do this. Um, we obviously have our sponsor, Anchor, but um, in order to continue doing this, we could use some support. So just email us at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Also, a side note, if you guys want to join our email list, we do send out email blasts with a wrap-up of all of our content. Um, just shoot us a, a text if you're if you have our numbers or a DM on Twitter, um, and we'll get you on that email list so you can have everything kind of condensed. Yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> and, and make sure you guys follow us at the Cut FFL. But if you want to follow myself and Randy, I am at forty underscore Williams, and Randy is at Randy underscore Hall seventy one. Uh, I did that off the top of my head. I know I have it written here, but when I first wrote it, it was off the top of my head. Uh, (laughs) All right, but that's enough. Randy, do you have anything to add? Uh, Only I I believe our next week's episode is the top ten running backs. Yes, uh, coming out this year. Uh, So if you, I mean, obviously we're gonna dive more into dynasty stuff because that's basically what all this means. for us so we'll be i know we're diving into that more we have a schedule out uh but yeah just hit us up with questions if you want if you want our opinions on prospects please go ahead and ask away we're we're both of us at least are more than willing to answer any question here yeah uh even if it's a dynasty trade that you want someone else's opinion on that's fine that's what we do with each other yeah, unfortunately, Shoot, that makes it harder to trade with each other. But it's, it's whatever. <laughs> I might be sending you guys asking for advice on dynasty trades here soon. I'll tell you what; it's been quite the off season. I haven't completed a single trade, but I'm in talks. I'm always in talks. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all right, for Randy Hall, I'm Christian Williams. We will see you next week with running backs. Peace.